Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Well, you had me from hello. He's an agent for the pros. And now he's on our show. Matt wanted some production. Here we go. It's you had leave from hello. He's a wheeler. He's a dealer. He's an agent to the stars. Hadley Anglehart, who was fresh off a trip to Indianapolis at the Combine, joins Chuck and Chernoff on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Were you shaking and baking and deal making in Indy? Always. It's a great time to be there. And it's, it's, uh, I left a little early because I have to head down to Florida, but, uh, was there for a good 48 hours to accomplish some business, see some old colleagues, and uh, talk some new and old business with some people. So let's talk about the way the Combine has really changed, and, and maybe it's something that was going to happen forever, that the medicals become the most important for teams, the interviews become the next part, and I guess we don't care that you're not going to throw Drake May, and we don't care that Marvin Harrison, you're not going to run, or do teams still get bothered that these players are not going through all the drills? Well, first of all, I think the media has made it more known. You know, going back many, many years, a lot of players chose not to go through the full testing, whether it was throwing, whether it was running, whether it was lifting, uh, and doing either at their pro day or at a later date. Um, but it's becoming more the norm. I mean, you said it, you know, the combine, first and foremost, is about the physical. Uh, before any team is willing to invest, you know, hundreds of thousands or, or many millions of dollars, they want to make sure that these uh, athletes are, are physically capable and there's no uh, anything hidden, medically speaking. Uh, interviews is second to get to know the guys. And then there'll be other interviews at later dates where they can spend more time because there's only a limited window when you're at the combine to meet with players. And then the last is the workout. And uh, I think, you know, film speaks for itself. And uh, I think most of these teams, especially the highly rated players, are going to go to those universities, work those players out with their position coaches, and get any additional data they need in person. 
I was seeing the results of a survey from the Players Association. Last year was the first year there were 1,300 respondents. Apparently, word got around, hell yeah, guys, get your opinions out, 1,700 players this year. Interesting that the Chiefs rank 32nd as far as ownership, caring basically about the players and investment. They were last in food cafeteria, 31st in nutrition, uh, dietitian, 31st in training room, 32nd in training staff. That surprised me. That's a Super Bowl franchise. I think you would overinvest. Um, give me the skinny. I have this idea that in the NFL, literally every facility, first class, the food, the training, the staff, everybody. That's obviously not the case. That's definitely not the case. And first of all, Chuck, I would I would trade in being ranked 32 by the players and have a couple of Lombardi trophies yeah. in my uh, trophy case. Um, but it also but, says the know, Cardinals like, were charging players for meals. <laughs> the yeah, hell, Hadley? I, I think yeah, yeah. I, 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 I haven't seen that firsthand, but I can tell you that, yes, certain facilities are nicer. Uh, certain ways they treat players are better. Uh, certain uh, food is, is more catered, is more uh, personalized. There's no doubt about it, just like a college university as well. Um, but at the end of the day – Does it matter to players you know, where they sign? It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to how much money are you going to pay me, what's my best opportunity to succeed, win a Super Bowl, let's look at tax consequences. But at the end of the day, ownership's involvement, liking the owner, at the end of the day, you know, you know, all those different things may matter a little bit at the end if there's two teams that are tied. But it it's really comes down to a place where you can make the most money uh, and a chance to play and win. At the, and that's really what matters the most. Hadley Anglehart, our agent to the stars, fresh off his uh, trip to the Combine with Chuck and Chernoff on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. So what are the general conversations like at the Combine separate of the draft? So that part I get, right? You're the agent talking to a team. You're getting to know the player. Free agency is right around the corner. The offseason is split up into those two things, trade market, free agency, and certainly the draft. How in-depth are we getting with these combos about players and teams kind of setting the table for the hours before free agents begins? Well, first of all, most of the conversations that the general managers and college personnel directors and pro personnel directors and chief negotiators have with agents really aren't about the draft prospects. There's plenty of time for that. This is the non-tampering, tampering period where they're talking about re-signing current players, um, trying to get a feel for the market, uh, for other players that are out there that we may represent. So they have an idea of what one of their players may be. For example, if we have a tight end, that's a free agent. And so do they, where do I think the market's going to be? So they have an idea that they want to try to sign their own player. And then lastly, the, the quote unquote non tampering of where they're talking about players and, you know, that, that may be out there, uh, come free agency and, and, you know, what the interest may be and, you know, you don't really talk numbers this early, but uh, you get a gauge of what the market's going to be like and who may be interested. But there's a lot of moving and shaking going on. It's an exciting time, and uh, it's fun to be part of, no doubt about it. Russell Wilson did an interview that uh, aired earlier in the week, Hadley, where he said the Broncos threatened to, to bench him if he didn't waive his injury guarantee. He said it over and over again. Eventually, he got the uh, NFLPA. His agent got them involved. They said to the Broncos, you can't do this. Sean Payton just pretended like it didn't happen, and they started him on a Monday night. So when you hear a player say that, is that surprising to you? Does that happen more than we think? Russell's just making it public. Are you shocked when you hear something like that? 
Yeah, I'm not really sure. Obviously, we don't know exactly what was said and what happened. Um, I don't think it benefits anybody, especially Russell, to go public with that. Um, I mean, listen, he is very handsomely paid, and uh, but I'm never shocked with anything that the NFL does. I mean, there's a lot of collusion going on, I believe, with NFL teams, and I think that you know they really only care about themselves. They claim to care about the players, but they only care about them when they can help them. And then the moment they can't, they move on from them. And so, but at the same time, players have to be smart on what they say to the media. Too many of them want to either go on their own social media or go on other national media outlets to voice their opinion or dislike or disdain for certain things. At the end of the day, I, I think you keep that dirty laundry in house. And I think you you do what you've got to do and, you know, let the market bear itself. I see that the Jets have, and this happens uh, from time to time, the Jets have given Zach Wilson's agent to go ahead, seek a trade. Um, Is this just like a sponsored link on Google? I mean, is it a way to get your client or the player that you're trying to trade into the news? Because is there really any NFL team that is going to be alerted by an agent that a guy, hey, he really is available? Or does that actually happen? It happens in a lot of cases, believe it or not, Chuck. Uh, you know, a lot of teams don't want to get caught with, you know, uh, talking about a player who's currently under contract. So all they want is to make sure that you have the appropriate permission to seek a trade. And at that point, at least you can have that dialogue. Uh, we had that years ago uh, when Hayden Hurst was with the Ravens and they gave us permission all we did was put them in touch at the time with Thomas Dimitrov and then let Eric Acosta and Thomas Dimitrov work the trade numbers and the parameters out. But it let us, again, at the Combine, at least have dialogue with teams to find out, hey, if he is available and we can come up with a trade and we need to restructure the contract, something that we have control of, or we work with, are we willing to do this? Are we willing to do an extension? All those things. And that really goes to, you know, like a Justin Fields. I know you guys, we've talked about it ourselves, yep. and I hear everyone talk about it ad nauseum about, you know, trading for Justin Fields. And everyone just focuses on the compensation a team's going to give. And by the way, Matt, I agree with you. I don't think any team at this stage is going to give the Bears a first-rounder. They do. God bless them. <laughs> Um, but the bigger issue is, all right, now that you've traded for Justin Fields, what are you going to do? Are you going to exercise the fifth-year option without him ever stepping on campus? Uh, and if so, now you've guaranteed $25 million in 2025. Uh, then you may have to franchise him if he plays well. You know, what happens? So you're taking a big risk in that. And so uh, there's a lot of nuances that go on at these meetings. And, and when you're allowed to seek a trade, it really gives you the opportunity just to kind of gauge the market and help the existing team gauge the market as well. Hadley, we asked you about uh, Scott Boris's clients. Maybe it was last week that still a bunch of big names are unsigned. And maybe that's the league saying to Boris, we're not giving into your demands. You played hardball and whatever. But I'm looking at the total contracts that were signed, right? The biggest free agent deals. And it's been a very odd baseball offseason that we only have three contracts that earned more than $100 million in total compensation this offseason in baseball. Two of them had a lot of the money deferred. We only have three deals that got more than five years in the total deals. Are we seeing a pivot in Major League Baseball where the teams themselves have sort of backed off just the years, the total money, and they're kind of being a little bit more, I don't know, savvy about how they go about the free agent market? <laughs> I think they're being more frugal. But, no, yeah. I really think what it is, is it, I don't think this is, is, is a, a trend. I think what you're seeing, the trend that you're seeing is 
you're having teams, and the Braves have been great at this, is they are signing their current players to extensions before they have to. So, therefore, the quote-unquote top free agents that may be out there that get these long-term lucrative deals aren't out there. And so you've got guys that are, that are great players, that are, that are stars, but either came off a bad year or, you know, had a good year last year, but the prior years weren't that super. Uh, but, you know, I don't think there's anything abnormal about this year. I mean, listen, last year of the top 10 free agents, I don't think any of them signed in February or March. Um, this year of the top 10 free agents, only one is signed in January. Um, so I, I think there, there, there's, you know, uh, a lot to be determined that's out there. But I do think the trend, if you want to call it that, is to sign your own way before they reach arbitration to these multi-year deals to keep them off the market. And those guys are the ones that uh, you'd be reading about today if they weren't kept off the market back then. Hadley, real quick before we go, uh, I said a couple of days ago, if I was Trey Young and his agent, I think the time is to ask out now. I'm looking at the future of the Hawks. I don't see them building around them properly. I would say I need to be in a place where I can potentially challenge for championships. Have you ever had that conversation? Does the agent have that convo with the player? Is that something the player brings to the agent? What does that whole dialogue look like? First of all, it's ongoing dialogue. Um, you know, the first thing every player wants to discuss is, you know, how do I maximize my earning potential? Then the second phase is now that I've gotten that, now if I can control my destiny and go to teams to help me win, that's what I want to do. Obviously, Trey and, and any other players have missed the trade deadline early this month. Um, so you're, now you're talking about something in the off season. And, uh, you know, can he dictate? Does he go to a, a, a championship caliber team? Again, it takes not just two teams sometimes, but several teams to tango in a trade because you've got to make sure it's a win-win situation for all teams. Uh, do I think the Hawks can move on from Trey Young this offseason? Absolutely. I think that they, they, they realize that he is not the focal point to win a championship. Could they make the play-in game this year? Sure, but they've definitely underachieved as a franchise. And I think that uh, if they're going to move in the right direction, which I hope they do, uh, trading Trey Young in the offseason could be the right step for the franchise. Hadley dropping bombs as he usually does. Hadley, it's a pleasure as always, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, guys. Our agent to the stars, Hadley Englehart on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacey and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. 
and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.